Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. From Vanderpump Rules to motherhood and everywhere in between, it's time to catch up with Sheena Shea. This is Shenanigans. And now, here's your host, Sheena Shea. Hello, hello. Back in studio and I have a very special co-host today. We've got my mom. Hi, everybody. It's been a while. I know. I can't even remember when the last time was you were on the podcast. Gosh, it's been a year or two for sure. When was the last time you listened to the podcast? Last week. (laughs) Really? Yeah. You did? And my beautiful guest sitting across, we have Heidi D'Amelio. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being here. I We've had this planned for literally months now, and I'm so excited. The day <laughs> is finally, finally here. here. <laughs> yes. So we were just talking right before we got started that both of your daughters, you have a Taurus and a Leo daughter, same as my mom. Yes. Yep. That's so crazy. I love, oh, I love that. Yeah. So opposite personalities, but, you know, it's like raised... The same as you were just saying, but <laughs> it's so crazy how you could just be so different. Yeah. But they, but somehow they make it work. Like, yeah, they're so different, but it just works. The same. They're best friends now. Yeah. They're, they're 12 and a half years apart. Your girls obviously are a lot closer, but all of a sudden it's like, now it seems like they're the same age and they're like best friends and they get along great. Yeah. Courtney and I butt heads, <laughs> you know, but, but at the same time, you know, I couldn't imagine life without her. So it's, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Now Dixie and Charlie just moved in together. Oh, they oh, did. Nice. Maybe like five months ago. And they are now like, they were close when they were in high school. And then Dixie had her own apartment mm-hmm. for a while. And now they live together. And now like they're so close now, like best that's friends. Awesome. So that's awesome. I love that. Watching the show, it does make me want to give Summer a sibling. Like I, I go back and forth every day where I'm like, no, we're, she's just going to be the most spoiled only child ever. And then I watch it and I see their relationship and I think about mine with my sister. I'm like, no, she needs a sister or a brother. But I'm not ready yet. No, no. Me, me either. A little more time. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Before we get into the show and everything about your girls, I just want to talk about you and how you started. So, from New York, you started as a, a model, a fitness trainer. 
What made you want to get into that type of job? So I'm from Louisiana. And when I graduated high school, there was like a local modeling agency that I started working with. And I just loved it. I just thought it was so much fun. The clothes, the hair, the makeup, the photo shoots. I just loved all of that. Mm -hmm. I was, and at that time, in the 90s, like if you weren't 5'8 or above, like you're not, like it's rare to get get big in that industry. So I did a lot in Louisiana, believe it or not, in my hometown in Lafayette and in New Orleans. And and then I had a couple friends at my agency that wanted to come and check out New York. So we went and I kind of, I was 25 and I was like, I know if I don't do this, I'm never, probably never going to leave my hometown because mm-hmm. she, she was 18, my friend, and she, her mom was like going to co-sign for the apartment and do all the things. I'm mm-hmm. like, I can't even imagine how you do that. Like, so we ended up moving and I was, I mean, I was not major by any means in the modeling world, but I had so much fun. I worked with a few different small agencies and nice. it was so much fun, but I had to actually pay the bills. So yeah. I was a personal trainer. Okay. I, and the way that started was I, when I first moved to New York City, I was like, oh, I'm going to join a gym. And I didn't realize how expensive that was. Oh, yeah. And they want the money up front. I was like, oh. And so my friend worked at a gym. She was like, if you work at a gym, you get a free membership. So then I started working. And then I became (laughs) a personal trainer after that. Love that. (laughs) That's awesome. And that's where I met Mark at the gym. So it's so funny how the roads led to that. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I was just going to ask, how did you meet your husband? Yeah. And then y'all moved to Connecticut. Yeah. So he was, he grew up from fourth grade on in Connecticut and then he had moved to New York City and we met there and then it was like the rents on apartments were crazy Mm -hmm. and our lease was up and we had just gotten married so that was 2000 and I was like and we knew we wanted to start having kids right away so Mm -hmm. I was like I can't imagine raising kids in New York City I feel like that is I, I need more of what I grew up with he loved the city, and he, but it was just so expensive. Like mm-hmm. we, we just couldn't do it, so we moved I can't to imagine. Connecticut to be more around his family and friends and everything. So we we moved there, and now the girls are like, "You guys should have raised this in New York City." <laughs> I'm like, "You probably wouldn't have had the love for it you have now right. if you lived there. You so would have been a jaded New Yorker." Yeah. You know? <laughs> So, oh, that's good. Yeah. So, I got my mom into watching your show. I hear, are you guys coming back for a second season? Yes. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. We're wrapped and it's, we don't have a date yet. Okay. Stay tuned. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm usually in the dark on a lot of things. I I think a lot of people on the shows are. Yeah. I'm not (laughs) because of anything. I just like sometimes I forget to ask. Yeah. So, what would you say are in your experience now? So you filmed two seasons. One has already aired. What would you say are some of the best and also like the hardest parts of being on a reality show? I think the best parts are watching the girls get to sort of share their life in their own words, not what people assume. Mm-hmm. And I think that was really important to them and to all of us with the show. And I think the worst parts, which end up not being the worst, is like watching your kids struggle. Right. Mm-hmm. And those were always conversations, you know, do 
do you guys really want to do this on camera? We don't have to do this. Like, mm-hmm. we're always making sure they're okay with it. And they're like, yeah, I think it's important. You're all producers on the show as yes. well, correct? So yeah. that helps. Yes. So you have some control over editing and yeah. all of that. That's a, that's a big plus. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. But what I love about your show is, and what I think a lot of reality shows are starting to do now is you're breaking down the fourth wall. You're talking about the show on the show. Like I think in the very, <laughs> the opening scene of the first season, you see like the cameras and you talk about I it. Like and that. that's so interesting for me as someone who's on a show where we can't do that because it's like, you guys are watching a television show. So to be able to see that behind the scenes stuff, I think just adds such a different element to the show and just makes it that much more real. And I love how open all of you have been. I know it is not easy, especially when you're talking about mental health and certain struggles that sometimes people, you know, there's a stigma around it and you're not supposed to talk about it. And I remember one of the episodes, Dixie said she feels like she always has to be perfect. And I am so guilty of that. So I thought it would be interesting to, you know, get two moms perspectives who have daughters who are in the public eye, but you also are in the public eye. So how do you feel now, mom, that Mm -hmm. you deal with trolls compared to the beginning? Because, you Mm -hmm. know, Heidi is just in this a couple years now Mm -hmm. with the daughter in the public eye. Yeah. You've been in it for over a decade. Yeah. Well, in the beginning, it was so hard. You know, this is my daughter and I'm going to protect her at all costs. And I was that mom that read every single comment on Instagram. I still read a lot of comments, (laughs) but I don't react as quickly. It took me a couple good seasons and her publicist to say, Erica, you know, you don't have to do this. The Anybody who knows Sheena, that knows the real Sheena, that knows our family, they know their truths. And being on a reality show and also having no control over editing and whatnot, it's tough. It's like, that was a 45-minute conversation. They showed two minutes of it. That's not how it went. So it would get so frustrating. So especially the first couple seasons, I did feel the need. I had to go on there. I had to defend her. I had to protect her. And now we're in season 10. And it's nuts. (laughs) I don't do it as often. Nobody ever better ever, ever come for my granddaughter. I'll tell you that, (laughs) you know, then that's, that's definitely not a bear coming out. Yeah. But the same with my daughter, Courtney too, you know, she doesn't get as much negative, thankfully, but it's hard and they're always going to be my girls. I'm always going to protect them. Honestly, the only time I really come out and clap back, I guess, if you want to say for something is when people talk about all Sheena's plastic surgery. And I'm going to say it here again. If I said it many times before, she has never had any plastic surgery. God's honest truth. She does Botox and fillers, which she's talked about for 10 years. Mm -hmm. Post when I do that. That's the only thing where I come back and I don't even know why I do it anymore. I I shouldn't because it just raises my blood pressure and frustrates me. Is that one thing that you've ever fed into? Oh, of course, especially early on. And then, I mean, I just try not to look at this. I I realized if you don't look at it in my own mind, it's like super blissful and it doesn't exist. (laughs) I mean, we want to be aware enough to like if there's something we need to talk about or something that we need to be called out on and we should put ourselves in check that we need to do that. But Mm -hmm. I just try not to look at I know, so much. but it's but it is hard. And I, I've heard it takes five years. I feel like we're doing pretty good for a couple years in, but the yeah. girls have gotten really good. I mean, uh, your daughters are literally the definition, I feel like, of like overnight success. It was just like, boom, you know, pandemic, <laughs> TikTok. TikTok <laughs> and I mean, Charlie was the first name I ever heard with. I didn't even know what TikTok was. 
And we're in lockdown. My sister and her boyfriend were staying with me and my now fiance. And we were all in my house in Palm Springs. And we're like, what is this TikTok? Like, let's get on the trends. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay. I'm like, well, I'm just going to watch Charlie's videos because she seems to be what everyone's talking about. But as her mother, A, obviously you're so incredibly proud of both of your daughters. But what was that like to just see? I mean, I even remember every morning I would just refresh her page and just see it go up millions, millions, millions. Like how insane was that? It was, it was, you know, as wild as you could think. I mean, they were, both of them were gaining like a million a day. Yeah. A lot of days. Yeah. So it was almost like, I mean, there can't be too many more people right. to in the world. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> this is wild. And just the growth of the app in general. Yeah. And, and people, I, I don't know. It was, it was, there's a lot of like conversations, obviously, but it was one thing that stuck out to me was how many parents and kids were making videos together in mm-hmm. a time that was like, we're all in lockdown. And generally like parents and kids aren't having generally speaking, those kind of interactions of the kid like, come on, get my video. And like, I just thought that was like, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like the, you know, the younger generation is going to benefit from that. Like Mm -hmm. having those connections. Cause sometimes you don't get that close until you're older yourself as a young person. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like it changed things a little bit, but as far as just our, it, it was wild and there was a lot coming at us at warp speed and, it, you know, kind of just like, what is happening? It was a lot of that, right. like, what is happening? But smart enough to know, like, this is, you know, as if the girls want to pursue this, like, we need to be smart about it. And right. Mark, being an entrepreneur, is, was very good at sort of, uh, he didn't know that business, mm-hmm. but just business in general and sort of like slowing down like everything is coming at us really fast we're gonna just go really slow because something you decide today could like mess things up down the road for a better situation Mm -hmm. so we're just taking our time as things are coming really fast right and you're having to I think you said it I don't know if it was in maybe the last episode of the season but you've had to learn kind of a different way to parent now you know you're not just in Connecticut with two girls in high school I mean this is worldwide fame so quick it's crazy yeah I think and especially early on and the negative comments and you know the girls they're human they make mistakes they've made mistakes online they made mistakes offline and now it's all in the public eye right and everybody's talking about it so at a time where they maybe prior they would make a mistake it would be maybe a different (laughs) approach to dealing with that as a parent then they're already so down and the comments are coming so hard and so fast that like, okay, what are we going to come over the top with that? They already feel awful. They already realize they made a mistake. And so we just kind of talk them through it. Yeah. And instead of jumping on top of everything else. So. Well, that breakdown Dixie had, I think it was that episode. No, two. I'll oh. cry if we talk oh, about it. I know. <laughs> no, Me too. I, as I, a mom. I watched I just, it and uh, she had nodded off a little bit and I was like, mom. And she was like, wait, what? And I was like, no, now I have to go rewind back. it to <laughs> watch, watch it again. It again. <laughs> but, and now that I'm a mom, I think I'm just a little softer, but I watched that scene a couple of times and it just, it broke my heart. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine as her mother, how yeah. you felt with that. That was awful because Dixie's pretty she puts up this strong front and just this video that came out that 
it was just she wasn't in a good place and all of that on top of it just sure and it was scary and it was a very very dark time and as a parent to see your kid even off of the show and what they show like there's more to it you know of course and she didn't feel safe and so she came to our house thank god and i'm yeah, yeah. so thankful that, that she has both of you to do that and it was so raw and for you to agree to allow the cameras in, you didn't have to do that. So she, we, Mark and I were filming and she just came in and we were like, oh, my God, like what happened? Yeah. And so first reaction is like, no. And she was like, no, it's fine. Mm. So that's so yeah. big of her, too, because these are the type of things that when you do have a public platform, like so many people struggle with mental health, with anxiety, with panic attacks and all of that. And so for her to be able to put that out publicly for millions and millions of people to watch. I just think that's just so huge and is helping so many people who struggle with similar things. Thank you. And I think, you know, even in that moment, she felt that like people need to see that they're not alone. Mm -hmm. People need to see their little words they type online affect people. Sure. Also for her, I think... Even from the time that was filmed to the time it came out, she had so much growth. And she had really, with all of us, sort of focused on her mental health mm-hmm. and how to get help. And, you know, we, we were trying to do that, too. She has to be a willing partner. Sure. And she wanted to. Like, mm-hmm. that was, like, almost like the tipping point. And she was like, I can't live like this. So how quick was that turnaround from when you filmed to when the show airs? <sighs> So the the show aired, I think it was September third. So that was February, March. Yeah. Okay. So it's about the same as like with Sheen. It's like usually, and sometimes you just you like you say you grow and you go through all of these things and then you have to relive it again when it airs. Well, she and and I think Mm -hmm. so many people coming up to her. There were people, so many people that were like, you know, I know that was hard, but thank you because I feel like that sometimes. And Mm -hmm. and then some people, a lot of people were like let me hug you like I'm so sorry mm-hmm. and she was like I so appreciate that it, you felt that way to come and tell me that but sure. I'm so much better like she mm-hmm. wanted them to know like I I am okay like yeah. I, you know because it's hard to like leave off with that yeah totally. so yeah and and it's tough because you know it's hours of filming mm-hmm. for this much so exactly. just I think the nature of being in lockdown and people feeling start crazy and having emotions they've never had before and I think you know our show was not different than a lot of people Mm -hmm. what a lot of people were feeling at that time Mm -hmm. but we were having like fun times sure of course (laughs) they you know you can't show everything but I feel like season two is just a much like sign of the times right everybody's out and having a little more fun enjoying Mm -hmm. life and a little lighter so I feel like It'll it'll be it's still us being ourselves, but it'll be a little lighter for sure. Well, speaking of keeping things lighter, one of the things I've been doing for my diet, I have these light, fresh meals from Green Chef. So I've been eating these meals for over like a year and a half now since I was pregnant. Brock makes them. I make them. They have so many fresh ingredients They have time-saving recipes, just all of the fresh produce, vibrant flavors. It gives you more opportunities to just get outside and make the most of sunny days before summer's end. You don't have to waste time at 
the grocery store, you know, just ordering Postmates, figuring out what am I going to have for dinner? Green Chef makes it so easy. They are literally the number one meal kit for eating well with dinners that work for you and not the other way around. They have options for every lifestyle, including keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, fast and fit, Mediterranean, and even gluten-free. And as the only keto meal kit, Green Chef makes sticking to carb-conscious lifestyles very easy. So I'm telling you guys, this food is fresh. It's good. It's easy to make, but you feel like you have created a dinner straight out of a restaurant. I literally feel like a chef when I'm making these meals at home. Brock and I have had so many different chicken and fish dishes that, I mean, they're like better than restaurant quality. And we made it ourselves at home. It just makes it so much easier, especially with the baby, not having to figure out what are we doing for dinner. Boom, Green Chef, here it is. And right now you can go to greenchef.com slash Shay135 and use code Shay135 to get $135 off across five boxes and your first box ships free. So again, just go to greenchef.com slash Shay135 and use code Shay135 to get $135 off across five boxes. And like I said, your first box ships free. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well. All right. So we've talked food. Now let's talk sex. Today, we're working with a new exciting sponsor to talk about better sex. Our favorite sex care brand, Woo More Play, is back on the podcast to help our audience have the best sex of their lives. So especially when I was single, I would always use these, they're called Woo Freshies, which are these little wipes, you know, either before, after sex, because they're made with coconut water and they smell fucking amazing. So I feel confident, fresh, especially, you know, if you want to have a quickie in the middle of the day, like I'm telling you, when I was single, I seriously had one of these stashed everywhere in my bags, in my car, next to my bed. They were everywhere. And now, you know, The sex isn't as often, but when it is, it's fresh, it's good. And for the best sex ever, when you, you guys have to try Woo's Coconut Love Oil. So it's made with natural and organic coconut oil. And even though we use it for everything like foreplay, sex, massages, whatever, it's edible. It tastes like a vanilla cupcake, no joke. So I highly recommend tasting that one for yourself. Woo also has a new couples card games and prompts and questions created to bring you and your partner closer than ever. Like really dirty prompts paired with really deep questions. So safe to say I'm obsessed. My friends are obsessed. It's called Nightcap. Like how cute is that? So right now y'all can head over to WooMorePlay.com and use code Sheena at checkout for 20% off their entire site. That's 20% off with code Sheena. Enjoy better sex and thank Woo later. Nice. I love that. I was going to say, are there any spoilers you can give us on what to expect for season two? There, it's funny because no. <laughs> but, so you know better. I know, but you always have to ask. You never know. They might be like, I'll give you one thing. It's just uh, there's a lot of relationship stuff. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. on all levels. So that's interesting. And things that I feel like we haven't talked about before. So I think Good. people... We'll want to see that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's awesome. I, I hope I saw I read an article recently that said Dixie and Noah were deciding to keep their relationship more private. 
So, I mean, you don't have to say anything. I do hope that things are still going well with them because just seeing that relationship, it seemed like a good supportive <laughs> one, but maybe I'm wrong. I'm She's not like, Sheena, sure, stop. But, <laughs> so but, you'll you have know. to watch the show because okay. you'll get all your answers. Okay. Yes. You'll and, be surprised. Okay. And also just along those lines, respect to the girls for keeping certain parts of their relationship private, you know, just because they are so public and have hundreds and millions of followers, you know, there are still some things in your life that you don't have to put it all out there. But I think what they do put out there is just so important and how at the end of every episode, there's the message if you're struggling Mm -hmm. with mental health. I think that is so important. There were some things that she had said in one of the episodes where she was like, maybe I should just do everyone a favor. And that, oh, that also broke my heart. Me too. (laughs) Kids, I mean, they're ruthless. And the thing is, I feel like as her mom, like she, she has so much support. She comes to us all the time. We have all these kind of conversations and she still feels that way. So for people who don't have that, like it's, I, I heard for them because that's, well, that's what I was going to say. They're so blessed to have both parents there that are so supportive. Thank you. You know, that's, it's so important. Cause like you said, there's, there's probably more that don't, you right. know, have and I that. Feel like and it's, we, that's it's, been a big reaction. Yeah. To our show is that maybe people who don't have the support kind of like look at the girls, like, wait, I'm not alone and exactly. you did this and you kept going and totally. I can do that. And, and, that's what and people tell them that. So. Yeah. And to do it in front of millions of people, mm-hmm. you know, so many people are struggling just in their private life, not in front of millions of people online. Right, right. So it's not easy to put it all out there. But I think when you do have this platform, when you speak about those serious things, it is just, it's so important and you help so many people. So I'm, you have raised two amazing girls. I just as a mom looking from the outside and being a fan of the show and them, <laughs> I'm you. so proud of the, your entire family. It's incredible. Thank you. To see everything you guys have done we're together. St- we're still learning. We're still human. We're yeah. still, you know, have. And one thing is, it's like, you know, as I said before, Dixie's like looks at that scene, not scene, but whatever, that time where she broke down on and feels so like a different human now Mm -hmm. she's put a lot of work into her and that's that's amazing mental health but at the same time it's not over and you know i think i think for charlie sometimes like when she was younger like when am i gonna be better and i'm Mm -hmm. like what's always going to be ever changing like Mm -hmm. not gonna wake up like okay i put in the work now i don't have mental health problems or issues or struggles Mm -hmm. like it's just i'm everybody like i think as long as you pay attention to it and tend to it Mm -hmm. in whatever way works for you. Like, you know, I just, she, she felt like there was going to be an end to feeling sad or this or that. And it's, I'm like, it's balanced. You you grow (laughs) and both my girls suffer with anxiety. And like Sheena said years ago, it just wasn't talked about, Mm -hmm. you know, it was, there was some stigma around it. And I'm so thankful now that people are able to talk about it and feel better. And my girls and your girls, they have a platform. And if they can talk about it, like you said, and somebody in middle America or wherever can see this and be like, I'm not the only one and they're getting better and I can get better. And I think it's so important for sure. Sheena can relate to that with her fertility struggles and how many people, you know, you reached, I mean, 
yeah. by just talking about it. And, and thankfully, awesome. and now she has her little rainbow baby. Mm. So when you have that platform and if you can help people, it, it really makes such a difference. And For your sure. girls have done that. It's oh, awesome. Thank you. And, you know, to already have struggles with mental health just outside of the public eye and then to mm -hmm. have that just put, you know, on a huge platform is crazy. So how old were the girls when they started dealing with anxiety and just like realizing that this is something that I have a problem with I need to work on? Well, Dixie got her first concussion when she was in the second grade. Oh, wow. And so I feel like after that is whenever things Wow. Started to, because she would be out of school and then she'd be nervous to go back. And it was sure. a different kind of nervous. Mm -hmm. And then she would go back and then kids being kids like that young, they don't, they're just like honest. Like, yeah. why weren't you here? Yeah, exactly. Like, where did yeah. you go? You know, and it was just a hard time. And then as she got older, it got worse. And I definitely think the concussions played a part in it. Post-concussion syndrome. Interesting. She, struggled with she's had migraines since she could speak and mm. tell me my head is bumping oh. so she's <laughs> always so had that and it's always been like a little tough but she always just powered through and mm -hmm. like she didn't know people didn't have headaches until I think it was like seventh grade she was like wait people don't have head pain every day that's so sad. what is that like and yeah. then, wow. So that was kind of crazy. So the, I feel like the anxiety got worse and worse sure. like, yeah. as she got older. And so she's almost 21. So middle school, even then, it wasn't talked about like it is now. No. And so right. it was hard to for us as parents mm -hmm. to help her because the information wasn't easy to get. Exactly. And wow. so, you know, we found a therapist and. You know, not all of them are good fits. And some of them made her more anxious to go in and talk about right. it. She's like, I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. So it was it was not an easy road to find what works for her. And sometimes it's growth too, like maturity, not mm -hmm. growth, yeah. but like just her maturing and understanding it. But it's hard to understand something that like we don't even understand. Right. Mark had anxiety. You know, he's more prone to like. When, I'm the same and you know having the mm -hmm. like an ang feeling anxious mm -hmm, and all that mm -hmm. he but him too like he spent the time to like help himself and tend to it after he kind of learned more about it but sure. it's that that's the hard part right you know I feel like it's there's much more access now absolutely and conversation so people are like wait I have I feel like that you know and, you know, speaking of anxiety, one thing that I have talked to my listeners about before are the amazing probiotic products from Just Thrive. You know, they have the Just Calm that helps with stress, but they also have ones that promote healthy skin. And I have been obsessed with my skin for as long as I can remember, because to me, healthy, glowy skin is really the first sign of youth. And it's the most important step in any beauty and makeup regimen. So I will literally do whatever it takes to protect the health of my skin against impurities, blemishes, dryness, uneven tone, et cetera, et cetera. You know, that's why I'm so excited to tell you guys yet again about this new super powerful skin beauty hack. So I, a couple months ago, talked to Tina Anderson, who's the founder and CEO of Just Thrive Probiotic. Definitely, if you haven't already, check out the episode because there's so much information in there that was mind-blowing. She pointed out that because the skin is your largest organ, it's the perfect gauge of what's happening inside your body, specifically 
in your gut. So when your gut health is off, your body has to work a whole lot harder to get rid of toxins, blemishes, redness, dryness, tired or aged skin. Like all of these can be signs of your gut struggling to detox. So staying on top of your gut health is crucial. You guys, when your gut is healthy, you will see it in your skin. Your skin will naturally glow in a way that no cream or cosmetic can replicate. Another thing I love about Just Thrive is that it's all vegan, non-GMO, gluten-free, dairy-free, literally free from anything artificial. I trust Just Thrive because their probiotic has more clinical research than anything else out there. As a bonus, Just Thrive probiotic can even support easier weight management, better sleep, and a brighter mood. So Just Thrive is my secret weapon for the health and beauty of my skin. And if you're looking to boost your skincare game, improve digestion, and support optimal immunity, you can go to Just Thrive Probiotics and check it out. Get 15% off their award-winning probiotic today. Go to JustThriveHealth.com and use promo code SHEA at checkout. Hey, beautiful people. My name is Elisa Reynolds, and I'm the executive chef and founder of My Two Cents LA and host of My Last Meal, a new podcast that asks people from all walks of life, whether it's musicians, celebrities, artists, chefs, scientists, Renaissance men and women, what their last meal on earth would be and why. So don't forget to tune in on Fridays. You can find us anywhere you can listen to podcasts. So why not? Let me tell you about the last meal. What would you say are some tools that have helped the girls and Mark deal with their anxiety that other people like outlets that they should reach out for? I mean, something so the girls still we do this like if they'll call me, Charlie will call me and she's super anxious. I'm like, did you do the five, four, three, two, one? Like, that's just something you can immediately do. You know, five things you can see, four things you can you yes. can hear, three things you can smell, whatever. And kind of changing her mm-hmm. focus. Process, okay. Yeah, they they like to do the ice in the hands. Oh, I've not tried that. Oh, I'm trying to think. It's really about changing the focus and getting your mm-hmm. mind into a different and the breathing. place, right? The breathing is the so breathing. important. Yeah, sure. and they were both. I don't know what it was. They were both so opposed to breathing. I'm like, I don't know why is it's, it's kind of important. We need to do that. <laughs> why is this such a big yeah. deal? And they would fight me on it. And I have an app for that, the Calm app. Yeah. Seriously, yeah, Dixie <laughs> you know? has one. What is it? Breathe. There is it. There breathe. is one. Breathe. B R E E T H E. Yeah. But I found that was happening with Charlie is when she would get like in the in this time since all this social media stuff is she got to a point where she she had trouble like calm. She didn't know how to calm herself Self down. down. And mm-hmm. so we would sit together and we would, you know, you know, let's put your mind somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's your favorite place? Is it the beach? And what do you hear? And what do you see? And that's so great. They have, you, you know, today. and holding hands and doing it and like, okay, well, let's take a deep breath. And, and then we did that a couple times. And I remember she was out um, with a friend and she was in the bathroom. She was like, I can't walk out of the bathroom. You have to come get me. And I'm I'm gonna run out of here. I'm I, I, I don't I don't want to be here. Like nothing happened. She just got super anxious. And I said, "You we've done this together. You can do this on your own. Yeah. Just, like, just sit and do it. And then I didn't hear back. She was like, I said, call me back, text me, whatever. And then I never heard back. And then she came home and she was like, that was so much fun. <laughs> Meanwhile, the the next two hours, I'm like. I know. Is she okay? You know? Right. Yeah. So, you know, but it's ever changing. And I think as they mature and feel things differently, mm-hmm. they 
try to deal with them differently. But mm-hmm. they they're both in therapy and they've been very committed to that, which yeah. was hard to get them to do for a long time because they went through a time where there just wasn't good fits mm-hmm. for them. Right. And we saw a little bit of that where I don't know if you saw this episode, but Charlie was talking about her therapist and her mm-hmm. therapist said, oh, well, you know, like you make my daughter really happy. So like, I understand you're struggling, but just know you make people happy. And it's like, okay, but your daughter being happy isn't going to fix my mental right. health. Right. So it's just, I can't imagine, you know, having to just go through therapist after therapist to find the right fit because everyone does know who your daughter is. Yeah. And I think too, it's like the, I got to start all over. Yeah. But they both found someone now that oh, they so love. And, but the criteria was, I, I told them, I think you're going to love her. I, I talk with her too every other week. And I said, I think you're going to love her. And I just try it. And they were going to, there were things where, are they going to make me, is she going to make me start my story over from day one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And is she going to make me breathe? Because mm. either one of those, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I told her, I'm like, okay, here's the thing. Here's the deal. She was like, got it. Don't you will worry. be breathing regardless. So yeah. fast forward uh, many, many, many months, they, I, they're doing some breathing now. They, they've like learned the importance of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't think it's their go-to. They don't love it, but right. they, they realize. they. And it's going to be different for everybody. My daughter, Courtney, taught me a technique a while ago. It's about compartmentalization. And she says if there's something that she's stressing and having a lot of anxiety about, she literally like puts it in a box. I know it may sound silly to some people, but she like pretends she puts it in her mouth, like swallows it. And it's like, okay, I'm not going to deal with this today. I'm putting it off. I'm just, you know, going to deal with it maybe tomorrow. And then she says the rest of the day, she feels so much better, but she literally like takes it and puts it into a separate place, visually takes it and puts it somewhere else. And that's what's been working for her. And I was like, does she go back and deal with it? Well, I, I think so. Yeah, she does. That's the important part because I feel like Dixie does put things off Mm -hmm. and then never... Yeah. She was doing that for a long time. Yeah. Now she's so much better. Yeah. But yeah, she, I'm like, and, the and, important part is going back and dealing yeah. with it. And yeah. She, and Court's a very organized person. You know, she's got three different jobs. She, you know, has to stay organized for other people and keeps everything together. So I think with her, sometimes she would forget to do things for herself or got stress it. on things because she wants to make sure that everybody else's lives that she takes care of are in order. But yeah, she just nodded to me. So yes, she does go back and deal with it. That's and amazing. She's, and she's done great. That's awesome. You know, and, and she's suffered with different anxieties for years since she was, I mean, as a baby, really, from the time yeah. she was a toddler, she just had a couple of random medical things that really caused a lot of stress with doctors. And, and then, then she had a food anxiety. And, and at 10, yeah. you know, she had got, she got a stomach flu one time and then was afraid to eat after that. So we really struggled with her eating for a good while. And thankfully she was able to work through that. And and now she's the biggest foodie in the world. She's uh, 90 <laughs> pounds wet, but this kid can eat, you know? But everybody has to learn their own way mm-hmm. to deal with it. And thankfully your girls have the outlet where they can come to you and they have the resources and that's so great. But they're the mm-hmm. example to other people who may not have that, where they can look at them and be like, we can do this. And mm-hmm. there's and, and different things. Breathing may work for one and not for the other. Yep. Courtney's swallowing her thing and <laughs> coming back to it later works for her. Yeah. So. And I think that I think the takeaway is just keep looking for it. Just keep sure. trying. Because and and that's what, you know, with the whole breathing thing for the girls is I'm like, I'm not I can't make you do anything. Right. But maybe at some point in your life you'll explore it. Sure. 
And I think just being open to trying different things to help you through yeah. those moments. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just getting through the moment. Like, let me just get, get through, through the right now. Yeah. yeah. And whatever that takes that's healthy is mm-hmm. super important. I feel like, too, with anxiety, you know, there's so many different levels of it. Like I saw Charlie saying that, you know, she has social anxiety. And I feel that on a level when you are in the public eye, like I know there are nights when I don't go to Sir Tom Tom if I don't want people to come up to me. <laughs> I get it. But there are some nights where it's just overwhelming. And I'm like, I need to go to the bathroom. I just need a minute. But I never in my life had social anxiety Mm-mm. until being on a television show. And it's it's few and far between, but sometimes I feel it stronger than others. So is this something that Charlie struggled with before the pandemic or is the social anxiety a newer anxiety for her? Yeah, she's always sort of had that. Okay. But definitely got worse. Right. I think I think just being in lockdown and coming out. Yeah. Because they their numbers grew so much during the pandemic. And they never met any of those people. So right. then they came out and, and were in outside and people it's were coming up. It was like their whole, f- you know, numbers were coming at them. And it was a lot for yeah. her. And a lot of people don't understand personal space but, either. But no. at the same time, that's all they wanted. They were like, it doesn't feel real because it's all just on my phone. Like, I want to meet yeah, these people. I want to sure. connect with them. And so, but then at the same time, she was like. It's overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. So she's so much better now. Sometimes it just depends. Sometimes like she, when if she's going through her own thing and then it happens, it gets like it throws her a little bit. Mm-hmm. But she loves when things are like set up like meet and greets. And like mm-hmm. she's like, I'm here. Yeah. I know this is happening. Like right. it's when the she's surprises in control. You. Yeah, right. Or, you exactly. know, you're just trying to shop and then there's paparazzi. And it was like, <laughs> I don't want to get out of the car. Yeah. yeah, that was she's so much better now. God, so she's good. like. Out and about everywhere. Yeah. That's awesome. Are they loving it here in LA, living here? Yeah, I think so. I mean, she doesn't drive. So okay. that's been a little tricky for her. Dixie loves to drive in her yeah. car and they, like not really like do drive together, ride mm-hmm. together. But, you know, they haven't, none of us have really done a lot yeah. since we lived here, but we're just starting to. So is, that's it, is it her anxiety that is the reason she's not driving yet? Or? I mean, for a long time. Yeah. I mean, she just kind of all of season one, she didn't want to leave the house yeah. and it, it was it was just processing everything yeah. I think and the outside inside was like her safe zone and like I could do my thing here and sure. I and when she went out like she was she felt like she wasn't good at it and so with that it made her even more nervous like mm-hmm. I'm not one of those people that like Dixie's when when she's out and she's like people are like want to take a picture yeah come on let's go you know mm-hmm. and she works the conversation and all of that. And Charlie struggles with that. She's shy and she's not, she feels she's not good at it, which makes her more nervous. So Uh, why would I go out there and do that to myself? Yeah. But Mark and I have like stayed on her. Like you need to, the more you stay in, the more you're going to want to stay in. Yeah. The harder it's going to be. And so, you know, we would do things as a family so we could be with her and have that, have her have that support. And then, but once she moved in with Dixie and they were they were out and about all the time. I, I mean, so. literally from one day living with us to being more independent on her own. Kind of Dixie, like, come on, we're going. Get yeah. in the car. Yeah, so <laughs> but, it's a good balance for yeah, them. It's harder other. for your parent, for as a parent, to be like, come on, get in the car. We're going out. You right. need to go out and do some things. Right. So this is her sister like, slash best friend. Exactly. And, so oh, that's, I'm so happy that, that worked out that way. And let's be honest, nobody likes driving in L.A. But no. <laughs> Except God. Dixie. She loves well, it. Dixie. Good for Dixie. <laughs> 
<laughs> she loves I've been driving drive. here my whole life and I hate it, but I, I still do it. Traffic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I wanted to ask too, how is Charlie doing? Just, you know, she's so young. She has all of these people, as you see in one of the episodes where she's like, I feel this pressure, you know, I, if I need a week off, but then what if this person, you know, it's like all of these jobs are relying on Charlie. So how is she doing with that just in general, you know? So not so much. That was when we saw that I, we were like, okay, we we have literally gone out of our way to set this. First of all, we're always asking them, do you want to do this? Right. You don't have to do this. We can scale it back. Whatever. Gone out of our way to set up this whole thing in a way that if she stopped doing anything tomorrow mm-hmm. and wanted to go to college and not do anything else with social media. Mm-hmm. She's okay. We're fine. We're here. Okay. Mark still has a full job. Like he yeah. owns his own company. Like we don't need you. There's so many other things that, you know, the dogs have a channel. Dixie's doing her <laughs> thing. We have the, our family thing. And we set it up. Not that Mark and I were like trying to be in the spotlight, but we set it up so that if we do more family things mm-hmm. and Charlie's just not ha- feeling it, Dixie's not feeling it, and they, you know, one of them don't want to, doesn't want to go or do it or film, then it's the, okay. we're all yeah. here. Yeah. Right. You don't have to. So I think she felt that. Yeah. But that wasn't really the reality. That's good. And the more we grow, mm-hmm. the less dependent on her anybody is yeah it's like she's doing things she's passionate about and sometimes those passion projects aren't making the same money as other things but it's you got to be happy you got to do things you enjoy and so they're both doing that and Mm -hmm. she definitely feels like doesn't feel that especially now like now more than ever there's so many other things and businesses that we're doing yeah yeah but but you know as we're still learning we obviously didn't communicate that enough to her Mm -hmm. like we felt like we did yeah but but you have a learning process you know i mean this is a totally different world (laughs) and way of parenting than a couple years ago so you guys seem like you're doing a great job. Absolutely. Trying. So I do want to talk about some of their other passion projects and yes. whatnot. So they have their clothing line, Social Tourist. I was on La Cienega a couple weeks ago and there was a huge <laughs> sign for it. So awesome. The clothes are so cute. So Thank is this you. something that they've always talked about doing? How did this come about and how fun for them to do this together? I know. It's so it's so good. Well, Mark's in the clothing business. He's a manufacturer's oh, rep. Okay. So he always had like a showroom and he would he would rep different lines. And so they grew up with that. And they would gotcha. do their own clothing lines and they would make because back in before like sending everything online, Mark would make these binders with each mm-hmm. like skew and everything and the whole line. And so they would make these binders and they're like, go online, they print out things like clothes oh, they so like and do Put it together. And, and yeah. let me do my sales pitch and for the spring line. And they would do this whole, it was so cute. So I probably still have it. I'm, I'm, I that, love that. I'm that mom. <laughs> but so they always kind of knew that world. And, you know, they were the first to tell you, like, they they dress basic, but they're okay with that because uh, they knew, <laughs> so I. They so knew <laughs> that they would evolve over time. But the funny thing is, is they would always go to Mark, like, what should I wear, Dad? 
Like, is this cool? Because he loves fashion and all of that. That's and awesome. I'm more like functional. I'm like, okay, are your shoes going to hurt? Like, is that tag going to scratch you? Well, like, same. We talked about that this morning with Courtney's shoes. Yeah. I'm like, you're going to roll an ankle. But she's like, but they're cute. When else am I going to wear them? I hear you. So that's, and then fast forward, they had done a deal with Hollister mm-hmm. and that was super successful and they had a blast. And then we ended up coming to, you know, the girls like, I want to do my our own thing. And so they did it under the Hollister umbrella and fast forward. That's it's been great. a little so over exciting. a year. They have a pop-up shop here. It's so they're loving it. I love that. And they're, they're really, I mean, they're really dig in on the, you know, as the, the creative process and the pieces and the fabrics, like they do. The whole they're thing. really involved. They're in it. I mean, obviously there's name a on it. Yeah. team, a social tourist Sh- team of, that, of professionals that are in that. And then they, but they kind of say like, okay, this next drop, they have one every month. Mm-hmm. You know, this is kind of what we're thinking for the next one. And and then they come with the samples and the girls like help tweak it. That's great. So they're having Good a blast. I love that. And where is their pop-up shop for it's, those in the LA area? It is on Melrose. Uh-huh. Melrose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just up yeah. the street. If we're you go to Social Tourist on Instagram, you'll see the address. Yeah. Nice. So yeah. Well, that's yeah. perfect place for them I right know. on Melrose. Yeah. I need to check it out. It's Melrose cute. needs good shops again. And the and they were you know, they had... I think we drove past it on the way here. Yeah. They yeah, had a say in what the store looked like and all that. And I love that. It was that. so much fun. They had a blast. Nice. Good for them. So they have their clothing line. I know you said Dixie just got back from tour. Yes. Amazing. How exciting... How many shows did you get to go to? Like, how exciting to just see... She's so talented. She has such a good voice. All of the messages that were popping up of all of the haters, it's just like, people are just hating because they can't sing. Because they're <laughs> not as talented as her. Because... The girl can sing. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, she's definitely put a ton of work into it. And I think she's, I mean, even she'll say like how much her voice is stronger and how much she's learned over this time. I mean, she spent before her tour and well, when she was putting her album together, she had clocked something like over a hundred hours in a month. Wow. In the studio. In the studio. So she really was like in her tweaking work and- everything and she had a great team around her so it was a lot of fun for her and she was really you know feels definitely like she has something to prove mm-hmm. and she's right and she did she's right <laughs> and so she got the opportunity to open up for big time rush and oh their God. tour is like was much longer but she did a month of it because she had other things going on but like before and then after so she traveled mostly it was like the northeast she went down to Florida, Georgia. So we went to, Mark went to Connecticut. We went to Madison Square Garden. Mm. I saw a few of the shows, but it was so hard because it was like almost every day. Yeah. So if we would fly to a place, like they're on Sprinter, in Sprinter vans right. and then they're off driving, but it's not really far enough to fly. So we kind of did what we could. Mark went to her last show last night, which nice. was so fun. And she had a blast. You know, I think she didn't realize how much she would miss her people, yeah. mm-hmm. her family and friends. And, you know, kind of this, this is amazing. And I'm having so much fun. Right. But I'm so lonely for all my people. Yeah. So it was nice. So different people went to different shows. So yeah. that was like nice, exciting. So, I love that. And, she- and she was like already saying a few days ago, she was like, I don't want it to end. So, yeah, well, so she plans the next time one. Time to prep for the next tour. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's yes. always going to be more music, more tours. Yeah. That's the beauty about, you know, certain careers, you know, that you could do forever. 
Yeah. I mean, we've seen so many people in concert that have been performing since before probably you were even born. Elton John. Yeah. (laughs) Crazy. So are there any other passion projects the girls are working on that we can tease? So, well, Charlie just had her fragrance come out. Oh my God. Born Dreamer. And it smells so good. I'm not being biased. Like literally everybody, everybody who wears it says, I get so many compliments when I'm wearing this. I don't know what it is. I know it's happened to me. I've yeah. been wearing it for a year and I couldn't say. Yeah. But it stops people like, oh, what are you? That smells so good. That's, oh, I love that. And That's there's times where and- me and Dixie and Charlie are all wearing it. And we walk into a place and people are like, like, wow, what is that? <laughs> so now I can finally say so. And she was in on it wasn't like a fragrance and they put her name on it. She was in from the very beginning with like what she wanted. I love that. We went to Grasse in France and went to the flower wow. fields and the whole thing. Yeah. Wow. Really cool. That's awesome. That's well, it's amazing. obvious that your girls put in the work and to anyone just looking on the outside, like, oh, she just dances on the internet. It's like, no, there's so much more that you see these girls do and they're so young. So they have long careers ahead of them. They are excited. They're loving what they're doing. They're loving their passion projects and just they're having fun for the I feel yeah, like that's good really that's important having fun and I'm sure like that comes with maturity and appreciating the place mm-hmm. you're in while figuring out who you are as mm-hmm. a person so it's kind of all coming together so nicely yeah it's really fun to watch yeah it's amazing well from the outside I love watching it I love just seeing you know the videos and, and were they both at the Met Gala Dixie went last year. Okay. But this year they didn't go and we ended up w- going to the Bahamas for Charlie's birthday. Oh, fun. Nice. So we took a bunch of their friends and our friends. And yeah. It's so fun. much fun. It's just so cool to see what, you know, they've accomplished with. I mean, that's the, like the biggest party of parties <laughs> to get <laughs> invited to. And then being on the Times 100. I mean, it's just so wild. It's huge. Yeah. I think the like what they want and they always say this about the show is they want people to see the business side because, you know, they see them like doing 15 minute videos and then there's, oh, Charlie has a fragrance. But like, let me tell you the story behind it and how much fun it was and cool to like create, help create Mm -hmm. with Robert Tay this fragrance and the way that I like it and how uh, they were so great to work with. She was very lucky. They were so amazing to work with and really listen to her. I mean, at the end of the day, when she started the fragrance journey she was 16 mm. and so they but they listened and they really paid attention to what she her part in the conversation and i think for that that's why it came out so nicely because it was such a great collaboration well like you said it's a passion project yeah. so yeah. when they have that passion and they really want to put everything they can into it yeah so that's great awesome congrats i love that seriously congrats with everything with the new season of the show i cannot wait to watch season two i decided i'm not doing cable anymore i'm only streaming Streaming. so yeah so i'm like what's on hulu i got it (laughs) i started watching your show right when it came out and then i was just between cities and moving and i got behind and so then i binged it all and I'm so excited for the next season. Thank you. I am too. I can't wait for it to be out. I will probably have to exchange numbers. You've been in this longer than I have, so I'll need some yeah, absolutely. some tips. Definitely. <laughs> All right. Please tell everyone where they can find you if they're not one of the millions who already know. All my <laughs> socials are at Heidi D'Amelio on pretty much everything. 
Awesome. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much for getting into some shenanigans with us. This I'm is so, so excited. Fun. And just seriously, congratulations on everything with your family. Thank you. Proud thank mama. you for having me. Yes. I appreciate yeah, it. Thanks awesome. for being here. Thanks, Heidi. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to Shenanigans with Sheena Shea. Download new episodes every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>